podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Welcome to the Five Year Plan Extra Podcast at, at St James's Park, where I don't know why you're waiting. Palace have lost 1 0, uh, although I thought put in a very good performance. And joining me here in our coats, and it's very, very cold at St James's Park, is Chris Windsor. How are you doing? Very well, how are That's you? That's very formal. Yeah. Do you prefer Chris or Skippy? Skippy, let's just keep it, you know. Keep it, keep it light, casual. Yeah. Yeah. And, joining us, and joining us from the Homestar Radio Podcast, Transitioning over to FIP today for Extra Pod is Lucy White. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. Apart from the fact I was telling you guys earlier that I smashed my hand on the plastic bit when uh, Patrick nearly scored at the end there. Would that have been a, a deserved goal for Palace, do you reckon? Yeah, Skip? definitely. I think, you know, for 70 minutes, you would say that Palace were the better side. Um, flagging a bit potentially towards the end in, and, and allowed Newcastle into the game that last 20, you know, Jules made had to make a couple of decent saves and I think at that point we're all looking at each other going, we haven't really capitalised on what we've done and, and you know, it's been our luck in, uh, this season that it was only ever going to go one way in that last 5-10 minutes sort of thing um, so yeah, disappointing from, you know, travelling perspective, it's a long way to come and you, it's not an area where we've played well in the past so for 70 minutes, just thinking, actually, you know, the, the guys out there are putting in a decent shift, you know, it's probably the easiest 70 minutes at the start that that back four's had all season, uh, and to kind of concede, potentially a sloppy goal looking back at it, you know, poor communication in the box, similar to what we had last week conceding back Yoko's goal, it's, it's quite disappointing, but... Well, apparently... Um, before I come to Lucy, I need to mention the, the sponsors. I forgot the sponsors. What an idiot. Uh, it's Miranda Jane Photography. Of professional, unique photography of weddings and more. Whatever you want, go to mirandajanephotography.co.uk. Um, Lucy, apparently with the goal, uh, MacArthur goes to head it out and it hits Marino and goes in. Is that just like, the typical sort of bad luck that we've been having this season? It's just typical Palace, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Drink. <laughs> Yeah, it, uh, I'm just gutted. It it was as Chris has alluded to. We, you know, for the first seventy, we were, you know, in fine form, and I was and I was there thinking quietly to myself, you know, what this is going to be a good point, yeah. you know, a clean sheet, yeah. <laughs> fantastic, you know, really deserved. You know, we, I was saying to Chris as we were walking out the ground, quietly mumbled in, in amongst the uh, loads of Newcastle fans that we were surrounded with that, you know, we we actually should have got three points from it. And unfortunately, it just wasn't meant to be. Do you think Palace could have done any more? Or do you think, given the fact that we've got no striker, 
um, and the fact that everyone played well last week, that was the right approach from Roy to do the same thing today? I, I think so, and um, I think that, you know, again, as Chris has said, it, it, it just tiredness kicked in, and it, it was quite an aggressive match as well, lots of, lots of bookings, and I just think they kind of let them in, and that was it, game over. Speaking of aggressive tackles, Johan should have probably gone for that. Shouldn't yeah, he? but you look at kind of Shelby went in over the top early on. I mean, you know, I think I've looked at the watch. Twenty-eight minutes gone, sort of thing, and Atwell lost the game. You know, players were doing effectively what they wanted, and it was almost like a, they were looking at him, kind of going, "Well, what are you going to give here, ref? You're going to give a free kick this way or that way? You're going to book me, aren't you?" Sort of thing. And as soon as you, the referee gets to that point, and I'm not blaming him for the defeat, you know. It's, it's just a bit of poor defending sort of thing a bit of bad luck went, went our way um, but in a game like that when you've got ex-players that are you know getting booed sort of thing obviously wanted to prove a point against former employees yeah I thought he lost the game quite early on there should have been probably yellows on both sides yeah. that weren't given yellows I actually on... thought I mean obviously I was in the Newcastle fans they were hating Stuart Atwell the referee I actually thought he was quite lenient on Palace. He let a few things go. Yeah, and I think it was actually nice to see a ref being quite fair to us for a change. <laughs> yeah. Nor- normally, you don't think every fan thinks that, though, don't they? Well, yeah, yeah, but normally the decisions don't go our way. Um, and, you know, I did think that Yo was a goner, but so we were, we were quite lucky in that respect. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. I think, you know, we were, the decisions were quite good yeah. for Palace. Um, can I ask a question about Geoffrey Schluck? One, where is he supposed to be playing in this new formation? And two, do you think he's, he's warranting his starts at the moment in that position? One, I, w- I would have played exactly the same starting 11, um, but I would have tweaked the formation slightly. You look at where we, we benefited last week from playing against the three at the back, the pace of um, Zaha and Townsend that when they were stretching and going wide, you were stretching a back three sort of thing, which then opens up a lot more gaps for the likes of Kabai to run onto MacArthur and Schlupp to come into PVA when he bombs forward. Today, playing against... Yeah, that, that's the, the police going after Kabai, I think. <laughs> playing against the back four, um, where only one of their wingers, or one of their, their right back, yeah. Yedlin, was going to go forward sort of thing. We were effectively playing with no centre-forward yeah. and Schlupp and Zaha on one side and MacArthur and Townsend. We were playing two wingers. Yeah. Uh, I would have tweaked it. I would have brought MacArthur into the middle. I probably would have played Schlupp up front okay. as a striker. <laughs> you Watching the game... Out that would that, be like, I think, every position you'd have played for us then, basically, wouldn't it? Set the reason yeah. is obviously... Well, at the moment, what Palace is lacking is an identity for that team. Okay, The most threatening we looked throughout the game was getting the ball and playing it quickly and letting those that, that pace of Schlupp, that pace of Townsend and Zaha run. And you could tell that the, the Newcastle defenders weren't comfortable with that. You then watch us when we build up from the back. You know, no offence to MacArthur and Schlupp sort of thing, but if you're a wing, a wing back sort of thing and you see them running at you, you know you're not really in for a testing day. Um, you're then getting the ball wide because Townsend and Zaha are trying to influence the play in a position they know best by going wide. Um, leaving one of them to be in the box, and I think what is Zaha won one header in the box, he and it went yeah, wide. the header didn't he later on the first half? Actually, Schlup running onto the ball in a Benteke style, where he's kind of looking to flick on sort of thing. He won his fair share in the midfield sort of thing. You know, I'm not going to say he's going to beat centre backs like Benteke does sort of thing, but he's played up front in a Championship winning season. 
Um, he's probably more versed than actually Zaha and Townsend play in that position. Um, and I think, yeah, he's, he's got underrated aerial ability for the kind of teams that we're putting out at the moment. The fact that we do not have a physical present up front like a Benteke or yeah. Wickham. Um, and Palace just kind of need to say, right, are we going to be a team that hits to, uh, you know, any team on the counter using the pace of Zaha or something up front? Or actually, do we want to build from the back, use our midfield as kind of like a screen, pass it across sort of thing, and then try and release... Zaha or Townsend on the wings one on one and then just hope that you've got someone playing up front in the box and, you know, it might not be Schlipp we could play Sacco there Ladapo you know putting a £12 million bid in the uh, in the Christmas window for Fraser Campbell and bring him back the thing is can you, can you imagine the Twitter reaction if we start with Schlapp up front today <laughs> even if it had been actually maybe our best option for an actual presence up there well it was it was like outcry when Scott Dan played up front so <laughs> yeah. for Schlapp to do that oh god I'd, I think I'd stay away from social media for that <laughs> For the rest of the season, if that happened, we do like it was like a classic Benteke game today, wasn't it? We did miss someone up top because because Will Fernandes were getting drag wide. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like Chris has said, there's no identity at the minute. And I mean, although that you did see a glimpse of that against Chelsea, and you know, unfortunately, there just wasn't that little bit extra today, um, which sadly lost us points. I mean, it is only Roy's fifth fifth league game, fifth, fourth, fifth or sixth. Fifth league game, I think. So he's still finding his feet, but do you, did you feel from today and from last week, or certainly from today, that you feel like he's getting the hold of it? He knows where he's going? Yeah, I do. And you've got to think that Big Sam, he had eight games before we got anywhere. Um, and I know there'll be the old argument of, well, De Boer only had four games, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, as we all know, and Steve Parrish has said about it, it wasn't just about those four games. So, yeah, I think Roy is probably finally sweet. You can see that the players are much more comfortable in what they're doing. Um, I think having Spironi in goal is massive effect on the players because they've got that confidence, something which I don't feel that they've had with Hennessy between the sticks. But Someone in the press room afterwards, and I won't name names, said, uh, would the taller Hennessy have got that goal? That's what you and I were saying. Yeah, um, I said no. Um but Chris seemed to think that he would. I, I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to blame... It's a fair question. I, from my position sort of thing, I'm not going to blame Speroni sort of thing. Having watched him over the years sort of thing, you know that when he goes, he's quite often arching his back, leaning yeah. back sort of thing. Um, and it seems to come straight at him. But I wonder, you know, there were other factors in the fact that two other defenders were going for it at the same time. And I would probably put it down more to poor communication than anything else. But... If we are going to be impartial, sort of thing, we probably should, at some point, look at the fact that you know, a taller, Spiro- a taller goalkeeper might have tipped could, it over the bar. Could Speroni have done better, sort of thing? You're not. It's not criticising the performance. I thought he was good. He was composed, sort of thing. A couple of decent saves, you know, around the 70, 75 minute mark, yeah. sort of thing. The players, as Lucy was saying, the back two looked a lot more reassured. We've seen yeah, yeah. the Scott Dan that you know we were touting yeah. for England and Joel Ward. Yeah, Joel, exactly. you know, yeah, yeah. Joel Ward's going back to playing a right back, sort of thing. You know. And he's just doing what a right-back should do and nothing else. And that's what we were asking of him, sort of thing. Well, after we're going to hear from Roy now and what he said in his post-match press conference. But afterwards, I am going to ask you guys what you would do in terms of keeping those personnel for the next game. So you've got about five minutes of Roy talking to think about that. Yeah, but there's no point for you hard done by us there, you know, football's like that, you, you don't always get what you deserve in a football match. 
Um, I would have been more disappointed, I think, had the performance not been as good as I, I considered it to be. That would have hurt me even more. Um, when you give a good performance, you always hope that you're going to get your reward. On this occasion, we didn't. But uh, it's not the first time in my life where I've seen a team I've coached do well enough to get a good result and not get it. And I think the important thing for me is going to be that the players, although they're bitterly disappointed at the moment, and of course, you would, as you would understand, they, they're feeling, as you rightly say, hard done by and a bit sorry for themselves. But it's important they don't allow their confidence, which I think they... They boosted by the win against Chelsea to drop just because we've lost this one because there were so many aspects of our play, so many periods in the game where we, we did more than enough to, to come away from St James's Park with the result. Just how sick did you feel in that goal? <laughs> what would you like? Which, which cliches would you like? <laughs> Choose your own cliche. <laughs> Choose your own cliche. Of course, it's. But you know, this is what football is. This is what this is the whole. Excitement of a game of football. You know, you never know. You at nil-nil, you're never out of it. You know, you even if even if you've been clearly inferior to your opponent in a game, you can still win it one-nil. Or you can be winning one-nil, uh, thinking that this game's ours and we've played well and deserved it. When you get a goal against you, which is undeserved, so. You just have to come to terms with that. I mean, the thing we do have to do as coaches and managers is to, to some extent, always, if you can't divorce the performance from the result, and you can't stop believing that if you give good performances, you will get results. But along the way, somehow, you've got to come to terms with and make sure the players come to terms with that giving the good performance is, that's the, the possibility of the result. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a definite, it's not a given. Last week we gave a good performance and, and got a win. In my opinion, we gave a good performance today and got a defeat. At 0-0, no, no, um, Loftus-Cheek is suddenly clear in the penalty area. Is that, yeah. is that the turning point of the game? I don't think it was a turning point in the game. I think it was a great opportunity for us to, to, to win the game. Um, but he dragged his shot and I think we should have coming at the far post, couldn't quite get a foot on it. That would have been nice if we could have scored that one because that would have definitely, we think, given us a, a positive result, even if they had have equalised. But of course, as I just said, at nil-nil, anything can happen, and it happened to us from a corner kick. And there we, watching the replay, I must say, I couldn't see it as the, you know, from the touchline. But when you watch the replay, we were unlucky that the McCarthy header actually cannons into Marino. And, Wizzes past our goalkeeper, so that was a further piece of bad luck, if you like. Okay. What, what encouragement will you take from the last two performances? The encouragement is that all the work that these players are putting in on a, on a, a weekly basis, day to day, you know, apart from the one day we have off, the work they're putting in on the training field, I think I'm beginning to, or I am definitely seeing the science of them understanding what we are trying to do. I, I, I believe I see them improving at the way we're trying to play. We're getting some players back. Zaha, of course, is a massive boost to have him back playing for us. 
Benteke is not so far away before he maybe comes back as well. So there are signs on the horizon that our squad will, will get stronger with players, of course, who've got recognised premiership ability, uh, which we didn't have, I suppose, when I first came to the club. Do you, do you still believe in Paul Crystal Palace out of the situation? Why should I not believe that? I mean, there's 31 games to go. And uh, we've... We've beaten the champions and we've come here today to St James's Park against the Newcastle team doing very well. And once again, in my opinion, I thought we, we matched them uh, and even, again in my opinion, with a stronger team through large periods of the game. So why should I not have belief? The, I shall stop believing when the number of points that we are behind doesn't match the number of games that are that are left. Now that's not going to happen in October. That could happen sometime in March, April, I would think at the earliest. So there's a lot of work to do before that. Just ask you briefly about Tuesday, right? Say, uh, you have to go again quickly. Do you, do you have to rotate the squad? Well, it would be. I, I, I'm hoping to. I'd like to because we have some very, very good players. At the moment, I mean, for example, you know, we have two, two centre-backs who played Bertie all of last year in, in Tompkins and Kelly and at the moment they're not getting a game and I think it would be interesting for me to see them. We've got a, a Welsh international goalkeeper on the bench for example so there's lots of situations like that where people are crying out for a game and it would be wrong of me I think not to give them a chance in a, in a mid-week game uh, to show what they can do but I'm hoping we'll have a strong team going to Bristol, we're, we're going to go there and, and try to win the game. It's not a question of we don't care about Tuesday because we've got a match on the Saturday. At the moment, I think we're capable of, of doing both of those things. We don't have an enormous amount of midweek games at Crystal Palace. Um, once we're out of this cup, uh, we won't have any more midweek games until such time as we perhaps play in the FA Cup. So we have no reason to start protecting ourselves. It's more a question of maybe giving a, one or two players who have been champing at the bit to try and get a chance to show what they can do vis-a-vis -vis the ones I'm choosing in the first team at the moment to show to show that they've got the quality we're looking for too. And what kind of priority can, can you give the competition given your place at the moment in the I think that uh, it's, not, it's not difficult to, to, to play on two fronts. Um, the top teams in the country are doing it on, on three fronts because they've got European football as well as the, the, the League Cup. So um, it's all a question of how I interpret the word priority. You know, I, every game for me is a priority. Every game is a chance for us to try and show that we're a good team and to, to get results. Um, but of course, there's no doubt. I don't think there's a hardly a manager in the country playing midweek this week who would say my priority is the midweek game instead of the Premier League game at the next weekend. Welcome back to the 5 Year Plan Podcast Extra here at St James's Park. The Palace have lost 1-0. Uh, this pod is sponsored by Miranda Jane Photography for professional unique, that wasn't Miranda, uh, for professional unique photography of weddings and more, go to mirandajanephotography.co.uk. So that was Roy there talking post-match, and, and like you said, Lucy, it's all classic Roy responses, really. Yeah, yeah. A few cliches chucked in. 
Um, but I was going to ask you guys before the break, with Wardy back at right back, with Jules back in goal, with the centre two now, Scott and uh, Sacco sort of there, and even PVA at left back, that's the second game in a row now that we've had them all together. Would you keep them all in for next week against West Ham? Yeah, I think so. I think that, um, like we've said, it's 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 becoming something. Yeah. We're just not quite over that line yet of being anything. <laughs> um, so I think keep plowing away at it. You know, the, the guys are getting their spirit back. Yeah. The Crystal Palace that we love is 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 in there somewhere, and I think that um, keep it as it is. We got a good result against Chelsea. Fantastic result. And we should have got something today. Um, Does it just... need that consistency then? Do we need to have... You know, I remember under Pulis, we had the same team week in, week out, and we got a bit of sort of something, a bit of rhythm going. Does it need to have basically the back, same back five most weeks? Kept us up, didn't it? I, thought, I think so. Yeah, yeah. and I think, it, I think it's the right thing to do. Players know what they're doing, where they're going to be, and we know what we're getting as well. And we know that we can go in with that confidence, and the players will have that confidence as well. And, you know, it's... It works for both. We have confidence in them. They have that fighting spirit and hopefully results come in. And I think against West Ham, they're not so good at the minute as well. So Yeah, well, they let you-know-who win on Friday night, which yeah, was not great. Them. I don't, can't say their name. Don't blaspheme. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, Tuesday night? Because Roy was saying that he wants to play a strong team on Tuesday, but he also wants to give a few players a go. Sounds like Hennessy might be back in. He also said that we don't not care about the EFL Cup, or whatever it's called these days. But our priority is the league. How would you see Tuesday? I mean, you, you, you've got to prioritise staying up, sort of, in the situation we're in. You know, you look at how bad it almost went for us when we prioritised the FA Cup, sort of thing. You watch that league form drop, you know, yeah. go from fifth to staying up by, you know, a couple of games, sort of thing. And given the, how bad the start has been to kind of prioritise a cup, you know, as much as every fan loves the cup run, then, you know, it was magical bar in that, that day. Um, yeah, exactly. You've got to prioritise the league. I would the like the to... thing is, before sorry to cut you off there. Before um, the Chelsea game, our best two performances this season were actually in the EFL Cup, yeah. and we had Sacco up front. So maybe sometimes the shackles are off a little bit. Exactly. You know, and I'd like to see Roy try and be a bit bolder in one of these. In, you know, against Bristol City, because if we lose, we always lose at Bristol City. It's a horrible <laughs> yeah, ground, true, you yeah. know. Um, but. If you know, I felt that today, and my worry for West Ham is that, yeah, for say 70 minutes, we didn't look like conceding, sort of thing. But did we really look like putting goals past them? He had a great tactical master plan last week against Chelsea, exposed that back three, and you know, we could have had four or five in that game. I felt today that he tried to replicate that against a team that was set up to combat it. And I would much rather see him go, right, all right, you know, at half time going, we wouldn't have to change the personnel, but you know. Newcastle, everything was going through Shelby. You know, he had mm. so much time on the ball. <laughs> and as the bar on his bad challenges and just being General Charlton and whatever. Lord Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> he was getting the ball, having all the time in the world and pinging 40-yard passes, you know, across to Yedlin and Atsu and all of that sort of thing. And I'd much rather see him under a bit of pressure and change the formation. Things like that, you know, a bit of proactiveness. Benitez arguably won the managerial battle because he recognised that it wasn't working for 60-70 minutes brought on Mitrovic to occupy our two centre-halves brought in that Marino that kind of you know and the army physical presences to really challenge us and he's got the three points of it but you can see why Roy sort of did stick with it because for 75 minutes, eight minutes it was it was working yeah. wasn't it so you can sort of see why Roy was 
stick into his guns. And I think as well with other teams, they're fortunate to have the players to replace the players that are on the pitch. So you look at City and you look at Chelsea and, and Newcastle, they've got quality players, like they've got a Mitrovic to bring on, whereas we don't really, yeah. which is also... We had Ruben today, but he's the only one off the bench really with a bit yeah, of quality. but he's not even ours. So. <laughs> yeah, true, he's not. He's not. As well, you know, it's not been the greatest year for, for, for punching sort of thing, but today perhaps would have been a game where you... Okay, we could have accepted the fact that before they scored that we probably needed to retain the ball a bit better in that 70-75 minute spell when they were having those couple of shots. Punt was the perfect bloke to get the ball, turn inside, take the pressure off and pass it sideways sort of thing. Uh, just something, you know, something like that, a bit of composure on the ball. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying it would have worked, but there are players out there, they need to probably use this game against Bristol City to regain some sort of form. So I'd want to see Punch and play like to see Reda Bell potentially playing in the midfield, Sacco, Kai Kai pushing to get a place on the bench and then, you know, Roy can trust in the fact that, right, I've got 20 minutes to go, it's 0-0 against home to West Ham, why don't we go and put someone on the pitch that could influence it? Kai Kai came on against Liverpool uh, and, our, you know, all the Liverpool fans afterwards were like, well, who's this guy? I've never heard of him, but actually, he looked like your most threatening player. Yeah. It's always going to take just 15 minutes to influence a game. We can get a point out of that, as that Marino did for Newcastle today. I think for the Cup game, it was nice to see Suarez come back in, get him some game time. So maybe we can have him as an option in the league, because obviously he needs to get his fitness up. Um, and it was great to see him back in the other game. So, you know, Do you I think... agree with him being player of the month for September? Absolutely. Just, just for the, you know, the nicety of it. Like he's, he's a legend. He's, he's, he's in his own right because of that recovery he's made. And I think it would be really nice to see him come back. Yeah. I think if it went to someone else, I think they'd be quite embarrassed given the performances. <laughs> yeah, that as, as well. Thing, you know, well. in a in a losing team, you don't want to be singled out as well. you're the best player in a really bad team yeah. at the moment, sort of thing. It was so almost perfect. He was back. Really, it's, it's, like it's excuse, almost like Saka winning goal of the month, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> Um, Imagine it. Guys, I'm going to let you go back uh, back down south. Uh, thanks very much for joining me. Thanks for coming on, Lucy. Thank you very much for having me. Top stuff. And Skiffy, always good to see you. And you, mate. Ah, uh, what a guy. Oh. Um, thanks for listening. The full-length pod will be with you sometime next week. We don't know when there's midweek games. Who knows when we do it. But the pod will be with you soon. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back with you this week for the full-length pod. And then next week after West Ham. See you later. And listen to Homestar Radio on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs>